This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album four, track four. Welcome back to the 10-Minute Health BizCast. With us today is Christopher Kersey, who's the founding managing partner of Havencrest Capital Management, a healthcare-focused private equity fund headquartered in Dallas, Texas. Chris has an MBA from Harvard, and he has an MD with his medical degree from Emory. He's been involved in growing and funding healthcare companies for many years, and for the greater part of the last decade, he served as the chairman of the board of Johns Hopkins Medicine International. Chris, welcome. Well, thank you, Bobby, so much for this invitation to join you on one of your interviews. Let's talk about Havencrest and your vision for healthcare. Well, we here at Havencrest are, are focused on the lower middle market, and we're a healthcare-focused private equity fund based in Dallas, Texas. We've been investing in very unique, fast-growing private healthcare companies for many years, and it's quite an honor to be in this business, to be a steward of capital and particularly to work with some of the greatest operators in our country in the healthcare industry. There are a couple of very unique aspects to Havencrest in terms of our top tier cadre of operating partner group with whom we work on each and every deal. We really do parlay our relationships with these operating partners uh, with each and every decision that we make, but we're also unique in the kinds of transactions that we consummate. We're very unique in the kinds of companies that typify our portfolio. We love to invest in exciting subtectors of healthcare in companies that are very unique. There are no me too deals in our portfolio. And I think that that's a true distinguishing feature of our overall strategy that differentiates us from the other funds investing in healthcare. So it's a real honor to be in the business. Uh, we've got a great team uh, on the deal side. And uh, we've, again, most importantly, uh, have a great panoply of portfolio company CEOs with whom we work each and every day. So when it comes to creating and funding the next generation of healthcare companies, what should our audience know or be thinking about? Well, that is a great question. And, you know, when you ask that question, I'm sure your usual answer, you know, it revolves around an investor talking about the big themes about reimbursement the adoption of technology, maybe subsectors of high interest that we can get to eventually. And of course, it probably deals with an investor talking about some recent deals. But these are all important to discuss eventually. And they're going to typify the next generation of healthcare companies. They're leading the charge. But let me take the answer in a little different direction and talk about more than trends for the moment. Sure. There are thematic concepts and they're really, in my mind, they're captured portfolio-wide across all our investments that we make, and that I think typify all next generation of healthcare companies. Uh, this idea that I'll talk about is it's shaping Havencrest's decision-making process as we acquire and we build companies that are truly changing the way healthcare is delivered in America. And this concept is customer service. I mean, how often do you hear investors talking about customer service? We, we all know healthcare lags in this department, but since healthcare is the largest industry in the country, a multi-trillion dollar behemoth, what that means is that we have a huge opportunity 
to address customer service. Now, what do I mean by customer service? It's a laser focus on the end user. In healthcare, I mean, that can mean different things to different entities. That can be the patient, it can be the doctor, it can be the hospital, a commercial payer, maybe a government payer, and it can get complicated. But what it really means is that our companies and these next-gen leading companies, they care about the quality of their services second to none. They strive for clinical quality with every step they take. They use technology to empower the patient. They use data to provide outcomes-driven, evidence-based medicine. They employ providers who care about the patient and are driven and motivated by patient satisfaction. I mean, customer service can be a lost art in that I call it the impersonal cog and wheel machinery of big system healthcare delivery. And the patient can get lost in the shuffle. But what's interesting, Bobby, when I talk about customer service, either now or in previous talks to folks, you know, it can take on other dimensions too, though. Things that you might not think about. It's how our portfolios in particular treat their own employees. And we invested in a company called Paradigm, a hospice platform that's nationally known for employee satisfaction. But customer service can mean how we as a fund manager, taking on a completely different dimension, how we relate to our portfolio company CEOs, collaboratively, communicatively, collegially. And I think that's a big deal in terms of our own version of customer service within a fund. But it can also take on you know, even how portfolio companies immerse themselves in their own local communities. And we know healthcare is local. It's been local. It's becoming national. And you've been a leader in that theme. But customer service is how you can make a difference for the greater good in your own community as a next-gen healthcare company. So in the end, I mean, customer service, it's a multi-headed hydra, so to speak. It's how you treat people. It's embodied by customer service and servant leadership, where it's not just about you, it's how you're treating and how you're relating to others. And I think with that as the, the MO, the modus operandi in how you manage a company or how you manage a fund or how you deploy capital, that's going to represent the next generation of leading healthcare company. So tell me about what you see as the two or three most important trends in healthcare right now. What are you excited about? Uh, the trend question. I love these. And I deferred my answer for a couple of <laughs> minutes. But uh, just to be clear, we here at Havencrest, we obsess about this question and the relevant answers. You know, we're in a relationship business as a private equity fund, as you could tell from my previous answer. But as relational, as relational as we want to be in our investing in terms of acquiring companies with people that we know and investing in market spaces that we have a track record in, we also really focus on strategic and thematic investing in subsectors that you know we know have long-term upside or that we think have long-term upside, essentially areas that have the winds at their backs. And if I focus on two particular trends, you know, one is value-based care. I mean, this is the mega trend within healthcare. It's this mm -hmm. inevitable shift from fee for service, multi-trillion dollar opportunity. Most people have heard all about this, but it's following the capital flow and watching how folks are paid in healthcare. We just completed our fifth value-based care investment, this hospice company in the Midwest, a leading platform called Paradigm Health. And I've been told that takes the cake in terms of the number of VBCs, VBC deals in a fund, but we're gaining the reputation as a leading fund in this mega trend in healthcare. 
We've had multiple successful exits in other VBC deals in previous years, and we currently have these two value-based care deals in the portfolio. There's a company besides Paradigm that we invested in called TOI. It's the Oncology Institute, which is the nation's leading value-based care oncology platform. But the reason I talk about value-based care so passionately is it's exciting from an investment perspective for the following reason. It has many dimensions. You can invest in value-based care through specialty models like TOI and oncology. You can invest in value-based care through the primary care conduit. Companies like Kano Health and One Medical have been successful in the public markets in those arenas. But you can also invest in data analytics and data aggregation platforms and enabling technologies that, that help the providers that are actually delivering the care do an even better job. There's a plethora of companies that are these technology enabling companies. So when an investor can play a market space from multiple dimensions, you know, there's a diversification effect. But I tell folks when I'm asked, you know, is VBC here to stay? I simply answer, I mean, we're in the second inning, I believe of an extra innings baseball game, hmm. to use a sports analogy on where we are with VBC. It's a very exciting, multifaceted, subsector of high interest. The other major trend is behavioral health. And it's interesting that that is also represented in some recent investments we've made. But if you think of behavioral health, I mean, this pandemic has unfortunately fueled mental health challenges mm -hmm. across the demographs. There's an epidemic on the horizon. In some cases, it's already arrived in terms of behavioral health challenges. But with a recognition of the ubiquity of the problem, you know, reimbursement is improving. And I, I like to mention just a quick story on behavioral health because it's now not taboo to talk about behavioral health. I once saw a bumper sticker recently that said, it's okay that I'm not okay and maybe you're not okay either. <laughs> and it just captured the fact that the headline discussions about mental health, it's not behind the scenes anymore. Unfortunately, it's fulminant, and we've got to deal with this issue when we talk about healthcare in America. You know, in behavioral health, Bobby, you can invest in the 50th Adult Methadone Treatment Center, but there are very creative and I think high yield, high impact ways to help address the scourge of mental health and therefore really help our citizenry. There are some very unique business models. And in fact, we made an investment in a company several years called Effective School Solutions, or ESS. Mm -hmm. It's a company focused on something that you probably hadn't thought of, but the, the need is there. It's focused on adolescent mental health screening services on school campuses. Hmm. Tremendous demand, first-rate clinical quality. It's now the gold standard nationally. There's a real ROI for the schools as our customers, but most importantly, there is a proven benefit to the students who are struggling with, obviously, a very chaotic school closure environment over the past 16 months. And all this is compounded by the social media and the technology pressures and, of course, just being a kid and growing up in our world now. But the last thing that we say about behavioral health is it takes on a very similar thread with value-based care in terms of it being an, a fertile investment theme because of its multidimensional nature. I mean, you can do business models focused on adults, business models focused on adolescents, 
but also business models that are technology enabled, focused on everything from provider mobility to workforce logistics, et cetera. Let me ask you this as we close. So if, if you could snap your fingers and change one thing about how we do healthcare in the U.S., what would it be? Oh, that is a great question. Well, besides addressing the customer service opportunity and the leadership opportunity, you know what I would do? I would focus like a hawk on infusing technology into every nook and cranny of healthcare hmm. as much as possible. Let technology help us engage patients in their health and wellness 24-7. Let technology help us identify patients who desperately need improved healthcare access. Very foundational here, very early in the care continuum, but we need to help these folks who need access. And let technology, Bobby, help us make our healthcare system more navigable and user-friendly. Technology is not the end-all be-all, but it's the appropriate use of technology that can improve healthcare, just like it's improved other industries like financial services, education, energy. But exciting times are ahead for healthcare. And I think the adoption and the infusion of technology into these service platforms and even the product platforms can really take healthcare to the next level. Very exciting times ahead. Chris, thanks a lot for being with us today. Bobby, you are so welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Truly appreciative. This has been the 10-Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us.